1: Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us as always. Uh, This is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi, and uh, we're so blessed to be on the air because of your faithfulness and most importantly, because of the grace of God that allowed us to remain on the air for almost four years now. And uh, we're really approaching the end of our fourth season. And we pray that this will continue until the day when the Lord calls me home. Uh, I'll be missing apologetics, but being with the Lord is much better. Uh, than doing anything else, of course. Nevertheless, one of the themes that you have picked on, of course, uh, in my own videos, my own shows, my own uh, testimony, my own ministry is apologetics. And that's really something that many time Christians, sadly, I don't want to use the word weak, but unequipped to find ways to defend our faith. Uh, from the Scripture, by the way. Now we're not asking you to use anything outside of the Scripture. Yes, logic, science, everything else can definitely be a helpful tool, but at the end of the day, answers to related to faith and truth should always be grounded on foundations found in the Scripture itself. And there are a lot of people that genuinely seek in. and even if you think uh, in your uh, mind maybe that they're antagonizing you, uh, you know what? Uh, they're asking. Uh, Maybe they're asking the right questions, they're seeking, they're searching. Our job is to always be ready. And with that says, uh, I've always, uh, throughout my journey, relied on the discipleship and equipping uh, from fabulous men of God like Sam Shimon, uh, brothers like David Wood, others in my own immediate circle, but also fabulous uh, books aside from the Bible, of course, and fabulous websites Those websites like answering-islam.org, but there is another website that I don't know how many of you are familiar with it, and today I want you to be extremely familiar with it. It is called CARM, C-A-R-M, and this is one of the most basically exciting apologetic sites that I've ever came across when I discovered it years ago. I was so blessed uh, because of the richness of the information in it, and how it's keep getting updated. I just recently taught a course on apologetic, and I always encourage my students to go there, and they were definitely blessed by the amount of info that is found in there. And what I like about it, it's not just about Islam, it's about a lot of worldviews and a lot of things, and that's what we are called to do, to be always equipped and ready to give an answer uh, to uh, uh, those who ask us about the hope that we have in us. And with that says, I have with me here right now uh, as my guest on radio, uh, the founder of this website, Matt Slick. Uh, he's a dear brother. And uh, we ask you to, of course, lift him up in your own prayers. And, uh, uh, you know, keep in mind that he's a fighter. He's a warrior. And he has his own share of, of course, battle, ground and attacks that he, his ministry and his website uh, usually go through. He is definitely an apologist, and uh, he's been doing this for more than 30 years, and he founded CARM for the last at least 20 plus years. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to my brother here, Matt, and ask him to give us more of first a brief background about himself and about his website before we dive into the topic of today's discussion, which has to do with the Trinity or the doctrine of the Trinity. Matt, uh, welcome aboard, brother.
2: Hey, man, thank you very much for having me. Really appreciate it. Nice intro, more than I deserve.
1: <laughs> Glory to God, my brother. Tell us a little bit more about um, your passion for apologetics, brother, and uh, how did this idea of karm and what does it stand for, of course, came about?
2: Well, uh, <clears throat> I've always had this ability to remember stuff, because I, I, I uh, have a little autism. So I remember patterns, and remember numbers, and I was able to remember scriptures and things like that. So, uh, Excuse <clears throat> me. So when the internet was new, you know, back in the, like mid nineteen nineties, there was this thing called bulletin boards. That was before the internet was really the internet. I was having discussions on those things, and then uh, this internet came out, and I was on it too. And uh, uh, people were asking questions, so I just, you know, would ask, answer them on these bulletin board combo internet things. And then I found out that they're asking the same question over and over again. I thought, hey, you know, be good is to have a single website where I could just uh, direct them and say, here's an answer to that, you know, and no big deal. So I made this website. I didn't know what to call it. I called it Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, CARM. And, uh, and what else to call it? I didn't think it was going to be any big deal. And so that's how got that started 22 years ago, and we've had over 100 million visitors since then. And so the site is... Uh, it's huge. We talk about all kinds of stuff. We've got employees in um, Brazil, Turkey, um, Bogota, Colombia, in Connecticut, Salt Lake City. Um, and we're doing everything we can in order to bring glory to the Lord Jesus Christ and expand his kingdom. That's what
1: Amen. Doing. Amen, brother. Thank you so much. Again, the website is karm.org, C-A, C as in Charlie, A as in Apple, R as in Romeo, M as in Mike, .org. And if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Alfadi. And with me here in uh, in studio, our dear brother, Matt Slick, uh, the founder of a, one of the most fabulous apologetic websites I've ever came across and it's called CARM, and it is CARM.org, and CARM stands for Christian Apologetic Resource uh, Resource, uh, Ministry, right? Is that true, brother?
2: Research Ministry, yep.
1: Yes, sir. So, uh, Matt, another thing I want to ask you, brother, uh, in line of uh, the theme of your website, of course, and where your heart is to defend the faith, tell us a little bit more, and of course tell our listeners, and especially those who are believers in Christ, the importance of doing apologetics
2: hmm. well uh, a lot of people don't know I was speaking at a church last night as a matter of fact here in uh, Arizona area of oh, Phoenix area and uh, you know as I always do I ask questions uh, about who Jesus is is he a man right now why was he baptized? how many natures does he have and 90 percent of the time people don't have any answers even though they've been Christians for 10, 20 years they don't know what the truth is of this Christian faith. I'm not saying they are not Christians. But the Bible commands us to do apologetics in 1 Peter 15. It says, give an answer to everyone who would ask you. Make a defense for the faith. Now, the defense is um, the word apologia, apologia, and it means uh, apologetics is that branch of Christian theology that deals with the defense and the establishment of the Christian faith. In Second Corinthians 10, 5, we are to hold every thought captive, answering everything. And so that's what we're supposed to do as Christians. Unfortunately, what's happening in America, and the pulpit today is, feel-good stories, where the Word of God is sprinkled over the stories to make the stories taste better. And that's not how it's supposed to be. We're to be warriors for the Lord Jesus Christ. We have the power of the Word of God. We have the truth. Islam is not true. Mormonism is not true. Roman Catholicism is not true. Atheism is not true. We have the Word of God, and as Christians, we need to use that Word of God, the power of the Word of God, Isaiah 55, 11, and speak the power of that gospel, Romans 1, 16, so that God in his great mercy might grant repentance, Second Timothy 25, and grant faith to other people, Philippians 129, so that he can receive all the glory and praise. That's what we're to do as Christians. Whether we like it or not, that's what we're called to do, one form
1: or another. Amen, brother. Preach it. Preach it, my brother. And of course, uh, you know, it saddens me sometimes and especially among young generation who actually attend churches and they go to Sunday school and they do all kind of activities. You ask about apologetics and the the last thing they they can remember is that even the word itself is found in a scripture, for instance, in uh, uh, 1 Peter 3.15. That's where we get the word apologia. That's the Greek uh, uh, way of pronouncing it. And uh, in there it says, "But, but sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always, notice, always being ready to make a defense to not just somebody, to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And here is my question to you, Matt. Sometimes people pick on this and say, you see, it says in gentleness. Why are you really being harsh in your response here? You hurt this uh, this person's feeling. What would you say about that?
2: Well, there are times when we're to be gentle, and there are times when we're to be strong. And Jesus said many harsh things to a lot of religious leaders, you know, called them light-watched sepulchers, you're the father of the devil. And so we are to emulate Christ, of course, but we're also to be patient and kind. Colossians 4, 5, and 6 says to uh, be basically be gentle as well. And so when I talk to Muslims, and I witness to them, I debated them, you know, I'll try and be uh, gentle as I can. As soon as they start insulting Christ, I'm going to notch it up one level. Now, you and I both know of Islamic culture, for example. You've got to be tough and strong with them. If you show weakness uh, and try and make uh, treaties with them, they're going to consider it a sign of weakness, and so they're going to think that, that uh, Islam is victorious. So there are times, culturally speaking, when you've got to be strong. And I will be with, with Muslims. I'll say, you, you bring disgrace upon Allah. You, you, uh, you uh, bring disgrace upon Muhammad uh, or the Quran or whatever. And I'll say things like that. But for the most part, what we're supposed to be doing is give respectful answers to everyone, and that's what we're to do to the best of our ability. However, sometimes there are times when it's necessary to be stronger, as Jesus was, as Paul was, and Peter was. So yeah, we have man. to blend it, and we have to do the best we can, try and be respectful. I try and do that with Muslims all I can, and ask them questions as I lead them, hopefully, uh, to the truth that Islam is a failure cannot save anybody that need to come to Christ. That's what I try and do, ultimately.
1: Amen. And of course, the idea of, uh, uh, you know, uh, apologetic is defensive also goes, uh, um, you know, along with the idea that apologetic is offensive and offensive, not against the person. Look what Paul, for instance, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 says, we are destroying. Oh, boy, this is a big word. We're destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking Every, notice every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It's a, it's a basically a warlike language here. And you are in a battle. I mean, people forget that you are in a war. And here is what saddens me. If you're trying to be nice to a person because you do not want to hurt their feelings, this is what I call spiritual correctness, just like a political correctness. In other words, you're loving these people all the way to hell because you don't want to hurt their spiritual feelings. Does that sound right to you? You're going to give an account yeah. before God one day, you know, before God, he's going to ask you, I gave you an opportunity to witness to so-and-so. Why didn't you share the truth with them? That's what really troubles me, because I always remember what Paul, the Apostle Paul, brother, if you recall that in Acts 20, verse 27 and 28, when he told the uh, Ephesians elders, he said, "Now I, I share with you the whole counsel of God, okay? I am innocent of the blood on your head, he says, you know, I don't come back to me and say I didn't share with you things. So we need to really take the word of God, the precious word of God, and the gospel that our Lord laid his life for, uh, for everybody, basically. We need to take it seriously. We need to be a good spiritual stewards of it.
2: And, uh, I love that. Good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. Praise
1: the Lord. So, brother, um, you know, I would love really to have you for hours, obviously. There is tons of things on your website. And once again, we have our dear brother, Matt Slick. The founder of a, an apologetic website, Carm, C-A-R-M dot org. I encourage everyone to go to it. Uh, he has even his own radio show. There is newsletter in there. There is tons of information, references, you name it. Uh, not just about uh, topics like Islam or Christianity. He talks about worldviews in general. And we really want to be always educated and equipped because these days there's a lot of wacky things out there and we need to really uh, be up to date with what's going on and we need to have the ear to discern what is being said. Having said that, Uh, The doctrine of the Trinity is probably one of the top doctrines that get attacked by a lot of people, whether Muslims, whether Jehovah Witness, whether Mormons, whether even lack of understanding from some of the Christian community or, you know, one that's been a castle, for instance, and things like that. I would love for you, brother, to at least today, and if we're not done next week, to articulate this doctrine and the ways to kind of like uh, uh, respond to accusations on how to even explain it to someone that is unable to discern the word of God.
2: Hmm. Well, yeah, you know, the Trinity, what you always do, the first thing you always do whenever you do apologetics uh, is define your terms. Most people don't know that. If you don't define your terms, then you're going to be making statements and confusion usually occurs and then you have problems. So there's three things I tell people, define your terms then make statements using those terms then use scripture and logic to validate or invalidate the statements. So define, make statements, use scripture and logic. So the first thing we do is we define the Trinity. The Trinity is that there's one being, one God, one eternal being who exists in three simultaneous coexistent, co-eternal persons. They're distinct, uh, the persons. Now we call them persons because what we define personhood is as is, uh, a person is aware of himself and aware of others, can say you and yours and me and mine. We know that God the Father uh, says to Jesus, you know, it's my beloved Son, uh, Jesus prays to the Father. He says, John, in Luke uh, 22, 42, he says, not my will, but your will be done. The Holy Spirit speaks as well. And uh, in uh, <clears throat> uh, Acts 16, uh, what is that? Acts 14, 2, Acts sixteen two. sorry. A lot of scriptures in my head, sometimes I, I forget them. And so no all the Holy Spirit speaks, the Father speaks, the uh, the Son speaks, each has a will. I have a chart on this, uh, on Karm. You can just go to Karn.org slash Trinity and you'll see a, a grid, a chart where I have all of this listed out. And so what the early Christian theologians did was realize that the Bible clearly teaches monotheism. Monotheism is that there's only one God in all existence, all place, all time. That's I, Isaiah forty three Ten, 44, 6, 44, 8, 45, 5. Those verses talk about that. And so, uh, what do you do? <clears throat> well, since Jesus said the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are each called God, since each one is the Creator, since each one indwells us in the clear my throat. Sorry about that. Each one is knowing, and each has a will, and speaks. Well, they, they uh, came up with a theological term called person. Person. Uh, they said, well, there's three of them but there's not three gods. And people say, well, that's not possible. Well, yeah, it is possible. And the analogy that I use is I say time is past, present, and future. And I'll ask them, I'll say, time is one essence. And the past is time, the present is time, and the future is time. But they're not three times. They're just different aspects of the same thing. Now, aspect's not the best word, but we're using an analogy. And so... I'll ask them, is the past the same thing as the future? And they'll say, well, no, but are they both na- by nature time? Yes. How about the, the future? Is the same thing as the, as the present? Well, no, but it still is by nature time, right? Yes. Well, that's a trinity. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father's not the same person as the Son or the Holy Spirit, but each is by nature divine. Each is by nature God. And not a problem. Now Muslims will say, no, that's not possible. But you know, we know in Surah three forty-five that Jesus is the Word from Allah. Well, how can that be possible? That Jesus is the Word from Allah. If He's the Word from Allah, and Jesus is the Word made flesh. You agree with that, don't you? Or even the Quran is supposed to be the Word of Allah in physical form. Well, why can't we have that uh, in the person and work of Christ, who is God in flesh? There's lots of ways to tackle the issue of the Trinity with the Muslims. And others, but the Trinity is one God in three simultaneous, distinct, eternal persons. That's the correct doctrine, and if anybody denies it, they're wrong.
1: Amen. Once again, if you're just tuning in, this is uh, Let Us Reason. Uh, I am Al-Fadi, and with me here in studio, uh, our dear brother, Matt Slick, the founder of CARM.org. CARM is C as in Charlie, A as in Apple, R as in Romeo, M as in Mike, stands for Christian Apologetics Resource Ministry. And there is tons of resources in there that we definitely encourage you. And we were just talking about uh, defining basically the term Trinity And explaining it and using scripture and if you go to his website, karm.org forward slash trinity, you'll come across a chart that our dear brother here put together showing you how the members of the Godhead, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are uh, co-equal in many many ways. uh, They're called God, they're creators, uh, they uh, were involved in the act of resurrection in indwelling of the believers, uh, they're everywhere, um, uh, omnipresent, all-knowing, uh, omniscient, uh, they're omnipotent, of course, it goes without saying, and so on and so forth. So these are the kind of things that we encourage you as a believer in Christ to be equipped with. Uh, you're not going to have a whole day uh, to do a PhD research when somebody asks you a question. Now, uh, here's how I do it usually if a Muslim is sincere, because I deal with Muslims, and they really want to know the Trinity and they want to give me the time to explain it, great. But if they're expecting me to give them the Trinity in two minutes, I tell them immediately, you're wasting your time because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be wasting my time and yours to tell you the Trinity in two minutes because it's obvious to me that you're not really serious about learning about this doctrine. Or if I start telling them and all of a sudden they start firing back arguments, I know right away that they've done their homework from their own side of things, and they're here just to argue, not to learn. Yet, yeah, that's another thing you need to be discerning because God has given us precious knowledge not to waste it and to be a steward of it. No, you can always tell the person, you know what, I'm sorry. Why don't you go to my website? I have a lot of things in there. If you really are sincere, go and read it. Go to CARM. Go to AnswerInIslam.org. Go to my own websites here, International. Watch the videos of don't on a Trinity, and things like that. So these are the kind of things that I always encourage people to be equipped with. Now, uh, our time is uh, really uh, probably approaching a close to this uh, uh, first uh, show of these uh, two-part series that I want to do with you. But is there anything else you want to add to the Trinity, brother, uh, that maybe uh, you feel is important for believers to be aware of?
2: Well, for Christians, it's important that they understand the doctrine of the Trinity because as soon as you start studying other issues, you're going to find out that um Without the Trinity, we cannot be saved. We cannot be saved. And the reason is because only God can pay for our sins. Only God can keep the law perfectly. And Jesus, second person of the Trinity, became one of us. And he walked and he talked on this earth. And he was made under the law, Galatians four four, and cooperated with the limitations of being a man, Philippians two, five through eight. And while he was here, so to speak, God, the Father, was running the universe, so to speak. And without the Trinity, there can be no true incarnation of the divine person of God into human flesh, so that we then can be redeemed by the work of God on the cross. The Trinity is a necessary doctrine. I do a lot of marriage counseling, and I teach the doctrine of the Trinity. The the nature of God is the foundational principle of all things. And if we don't understand who God is in his Trinitarian essence, in his economic trinity, in his ontological trinity, in the, the uh, works of God within the Trinitarian communion and the eternal covenant of redemption and various things like that, then the other aspects of Christian theology won't make sense. And so this does take a little bit of work, but it's not, not much. I can explain it, and I teach it. And when people find out about these things, they learn to love theology, and then they see how things fit together, and they become even more in love with the Lord Jesus Christ and see how great he is. It's necessary for us to study it.
1: Amen. And uh, by the way, I uh, uh, just—brother, I I understood what you said about the necessity for our salvation, but I want to clarify for people who might— think, oh, so you mean the person I'm witnessing to have to understand the Trinity to be saved? No, 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 no. That's no. not what my brother is saying. He's saying without the Trinity, we are so thankful for the, the Trinity, for the Godhead, that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Without it, um, we won't be saved because in order for that, for our salvation to happen, that the Son have to be in obedience to the Father to take on the form of a servant, a human, to come down, to live with, among us, to witness among us, to model God before us, and to die on the cross. That's what he talks, what he's talking about. So we need to be very careful, because sometimes, uh, I'm not saying, uh, Matt, you know, I'm saying uh, the Christians need to be very careful not to assume that if a person didn't understand the Trinity, oh my gosh, you know, they're they're never going to be uh, saved. No, I didn't understand the Trinity until a couple of years later. It was Sam Shimon who lectured me for two years, basically. And uh, it was really an amazing journey, you know, and finally I understood it. And I can articulate it. Well, brother, as I expected, our time is drawing uh, near here to an end. Uh, So I want to encourage everyone to, once again, to visit uh, this fabulous apologetics website, CARM, C-A-R-M dot org. C as in Charlie, A as in Apple, R as in Romeo, M as in Mike dot org. And you can always go, of course, to my website, internationalcom uh, and listen to this show and the future one and any of the archived ones as well. And as always, we encourage you to go to our YouTube channel uh, at uh, CIRA International. That's the name of the channel, CIRA, C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. And you can watch a lot of our videos. Uh, I'm releasing the videos that I've done with Dr. J Smith. And uh, soon... Uh, videos that I've done with both Sam Shimon and David Wood together in a studio so you will be able to watch all of this uh, well brother will you join me again next week
2: absolutely let me say really fast that those who go to the site we just found out that we got hacked the site got hacked a few days ago and you might find some stuff that gets redirected but we're working on it and should be fixed by June when we get a new website release going amen,
1: amen. thank you so much everybody may God bless you